Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts. Hey, it's Cajun. Welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you into our gaming systems and ride the hype train into Destiny only. This is mainly just Destiny today, and Destiny, that's our gaming system's been playing, and I don't think there's anything else. Uh, let's go introduce our crew for tonight's cast. First up, we have Chris. This is seriously cutting into some of my Destiny time right now, this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> the faster we can get through, the faster I can go get highlight Ingrams and get into the raid. All right. And next up, we have Somebody Damien. Has priorities. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I'm happy to be here. A little uh, green beyond the gills, but yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Next up, uh, the other familiar voice you have there is Jeff. How's it going, sir? Hey, hey. I, I jumped on that Destiny train, and I'm having a hard time getting off now. <laughs> it's got his hooks in <laughs> We you. told you. And then finally, we have a new voice. Nick, how's it going, sir? Good, thank you. I uh, started Destiny because of my brother-in-law here, Damien, and uh, now I'm hooked also. <laughs> yes. The, and it, the it, this is taking up my time, too. Yeah, no, all of us. Like, I was looking at what I could be leveling up right now, and I was considering actually playing a Crucible match or two before coming down here, so... <laughs> I did not. I was. I was, on I, was well, I hopped on before we were recording. I, I spent a few hours. You you saw my Discord. I'm like, so I'm gonna be on. But if if you guys need me, say something because I'm gonna go quick do an event. And I did. I went to three events. Nobody was there. I was all by myself. I'm like, all right. I, I, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing a couple public events before we jumped on. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what. The easy uh, it, less less and less people for public events. Like Nessus is the place to go. There's tons of people okay. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wherever Cade's events are, wherever Cade's EDZ uh, stuff is, that's where you need to go for public events. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, let's kind of take it through the game. I would say, like, starting it up, there was a surprise at the beginning. How how much oh did the God. D1 players love those memories? I, I was choking up. Like, I heard someone say that, I heard someone say, hey, you're going to cry. And I'm like, what are you talking about, cry? And I was talking to Fouts, and he's like, oh, man. Oh, man. And I'm like, what? And I get in there and I start seeing things pop up and it's my kids. It's like, you did this with, you know, and it's giving my kids gamer tags. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm sitting there trying to like be a grown man tearing up over a video game. Mm-hmm. My wife comes out and she goes, are you serious? And then like my oldest comes out and he's all like misty eyed. He's like, ah. Yeah. So uh, for a couple of people on the cast who raised their hands right now, like, what are we talking about who weren't in D1? So anytime, any of the major accomplishments in D1, Destiny 1, um, it gave you a, uh, a little emotional screenshot, uh, anima- uh, not animation, it was a sketch drawing of the actual ending of the encounter, and then it had all the gamer tags of all of the players that you completed that encounter with in the bottom corner. So you got to see who was the fir- who were the people you played this encounter with for the very first time and completed it with. And it took you through every single one of the major milestones in Destiny 1. And so and you could just like, "Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that guy and these people and I could see like no uprising, no uprising and it's more and more and more until it was just like all uprising people in my group so I, as I was like doing less random teams and getting into the clan and stuff. It was crazy cuz I remember Orcs was my first raid that I actually completed. Like I said, I took a step away from from Destiny after early vanilla stuff. And I remember where I was when I took Oryx down. And I remember it was like 10 in the morning. Like 
it was the last run we had we were down to like one last person who's like just plugging away and shooting 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 it was with a previous clan of mine and it was awesome to see those names pop up because i i remember all of those guys and it was like where we were when we did it so i i really appreciate it and it's funny because like as we're i, I went ass backwards because like all of the the newer stuff like the vanilla stuff i did with fouts and all those guys because we re-ran stuff like we ran all of the old raids because I hadn't done them before. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's get Crota lit. I'm like, all right, let's go. So it's, it was really interesting because a lot of the newer, the older stuff was with Uprising because we went back. So it was it, it was cool that way. Okay. All right. So uh, after that, we jump into the game. What do we think of the, the campaign story uh, before the end? How, what do we think about that? I liked it. So uh, for me... I had a hard time getting into Destiny 1. I played the demo, and I played up to level 7, and the first uh, area, like the Earth area, Russia or whatever, that you can run around in. And uh, I just couldn't get into it other than just playing with my sister. And then after that, I dropped off of it, and she kept asking if I'd play it again. And I was like, I don't know. It's just like it, it feels like a bungee game which I like, but I just can't get myself to play it even anymore. And then as soon as I started the campaign and the cinematics and all of that, just like all the acting and the humor put into it, it was, it just pulled me in and it made me really like it because not every, everybody felt fleshed out. Like, it they didn't just seem like a face this time, which was great. All the characters, even the new ones, were very fleshed out characters. Oh yeah, um, my personal favorite would have to be the AI failsafe. Failsafe, yes, <laughs> failsafe is great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's two personalities, dual personalities, just fighting over that that computer and just being so snarky and practical back and forth with each other is awesome what do you i mean i feel like failsafe is going to become something bigger than like in an expansion or something like that like she's gonna be a villain you have to fight like they separate identities she definitely could be the maybe the heroine in the uh rasputin one because yeah, the rasputin true. doc is the second doc after um osiris's so uh, she, being the uh, being the, another AI with nowhere near the power of Rasputin could be something else that plays into it. The story for me was good. Like it's fleshed out. There's still a lot of holes. There's there the mm-hmm. the part that I don't feel like is fleshed out is my character. I mean, my character doesn't speak, and <laughs> and so, they made a joke about it. Yeah, and they joke up they it's, joke about that. Like... So I mean, I, the. I, here's the thing: the characters like Cade and Ikora and and those characters, I don't know if they feel fleshed out. They just feel a little bit more realized. I think the newer characters feel more fleshed out because they actually have cinematics and backstory that that's in the game, and it's not through a grimoire that I have to read. So uh, it's more tangible to me. Uh, I appreciate everything that Bungie did. I mean, they worked their tail off in order to try to get all of this information out to everybody and give them exactly what we had asked for. I still feel like the person that is the least important out of all of this is my character because everybody else's character got like a full backstory can speak and can talk. And the fact that I have to have my ghost speak, I mean, it, it would make more sense to me if they said something to the effect of, well, when the ghost rose you again, do you know what I mean? That 
we could raise you, but we couldn't, you know, you couldn't speak or there, give, give some little side story. There's always these little snippets about why things happen in the story. Make one about me and just say, it's, yeah, uh, we couldn't make you talk and I'd be cool with it, but they don't. Link doesn't talk. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of characters in games that don't talk and it's not, it's not super uncommon. It's, it's more of the immersion that you're the character yeah. and that's part of it. You're talking to your teammates and the other guardians that are running the stuff with you and uh, that's why you can make the character look like you and things like that because you're supposed to be the uh, the we, guardian. Yeah. I can't make it look like me. I can't have a beard. I want my exo to be able to have a beard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just Transformers can have beards. Really I want a beard. <laughs> just oxidized. My only minor objection to that is you do talk in vanilla. You talk in the opening sequence. And then all of a sudden you don't talk anymore. They cut that. So, I mean, I guess they're doing it because you, I mean, I know what they're doing for. It's for secularization. I mean, they don't, they don't want females and males and people, it only to be a male voice or only to be a female voice and, you know, all of that other good stuff. But I don't know. It's a minor complaint. Compl- uh, seriously, of, of the 30 hours now that I have in, it's a minor complaint. I didn't play Destiny 1, so I, I was lost on that point that <clears throat> I, I didn't understand why. I mean, I was playing a warlock, a girl. She wasn't talking the whole game. And, uh, I had this little flying robot going around speaking for me the whole time. And I was at the beginning, I was like, because yeah, at the beginning she does, and then it's, it's over with, you know, it's my character does not evolve past I'm getting the light. And that's where I was at since I didn't play destiny one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have sick dance moves. You I, speak. Through I did dance a lot so. in public events <laughs> while we're waiting for the time to kind of go. I hit those sick dance moves and other people would dance with me. So I had a little dance party going on. See, I sprinkle salt on the water. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing is, uh, is that Nick, like you, you actually, you never experienced really Dinklebot. No, no I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh man. Yeah, it was Peter, Peter Dinklage, Dinklage was the voice was of that robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage was originally the voice of your of your ghost. Oh, really? ghost. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's Peter <laughs> North. Yeah. He was very monotone. I think he was going for more of like a HAL nine thousand type of. Uh, ai so he was really dry mm-hmm. he was putting the ai voice in there good chris you definitely said peter right it's nolan north it's nolan no. north no one no no one <laughs> talking about I'm, tra- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get errors and emissions out of the way but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I heard that too and i was like that's not right but i i was gonna question not I sure <laughs> yeah and by the way if you're listening right now don't google peter north yeah. Um. <laughs> oh God! I just realized. Oh shit! Uh, is, that a, is that like a porn yeah. star? Yeah. Is that like a yeah. fast banger yeah. thing? Did a fast banger thing just happen? Oh no! He's yeah. Peter Norton. That's yeah. not just we, a we, anyone. That's a fouls. Just make it so. <laughs> make that so in Discord, Peter North. <laughs> yep. Oh, we just, yeah. it's, it's like an old lady's porn star. King of the North. Like yeah, now Jeremy. we know. Now we know what you're into, <laughs> Damien. All right. Well, I I meant to so. I meant to look this up, but since we're talking about voice actors, uh, Commander uh, Zavala, oh, I, thought, I think that's his name. Yeah, Lance. Wright. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, so he's isn't he the the voice of Marvin, uh, Martian Manhunter on Supergirl, on CW? That's the same guy, right? No, uh, that's a different uh, different guy. He is the voice of he's the captain in like The Wire. He's the uh, uh, I was totally the captain in. I, yeah, yeah, I got a mixed thing. Quantum Break. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in Quantum Break. Wire, that's what I was thinking of. All right. mm-hmm. The guy that called uh, um, 
Zavala Vuvuzela. Is that who we're talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, this, exactly. And, like, and Zavala also was the, uh, he was FBI in French as well, too. So he was the main guy in that as well. I was thinking of the wire, yeah. And the Vuvuzela is an instrument that South Africans use in the soccer yeah, And I heard yeah. that, I was like, what was that reference? <laughs> I, w- I yeah. laughed so hard. And so now Zavala is Vuvuzela to me. Yes. Cajun, do you want to give like a top-down view of what the story's about? Yeah, so if people who haven't played the game is listening and, and just try to keep spoiler-free out of it is you play this entire three years of Destiny, you make all these accomplishments with this light coming from this traveler above the last safe city on Earth, and then enemies come in and take it away. And then you have to figure out how to get it back. And basically it's this constant struggle of light versus dark in the game. And everybody that had light that were your helpers before have all scattered. So you're, you figured out how to, how to get it back and then you go and rally them all uh, back to the cause to be able to fight the enemy, get them, get them back where they need to be, both mentally and physically, to get in there and take down the boss at the end. That's just a story and a summary, but there's a lots of stuff in there with great humor, great storytelling, cinematics, a lot of things Destiny 1 didn't have. Um, by I mean the no they even re- they de- even referenced the no time to explain thing uh, in a, in a joke because in Destiny One they say I don't have time to explain that when it's something important and just leave it alone uh, or I tell you about it uh, in a different time or people talk about this stuff all the time and then not not tell you any of that stuff now they tell you all of those things instead of just saying this stuff exists in the world somewhere um and it's all in game you can see all of it in there you don't have to go to a separate web portal or anything to experience it i'm doing and then i don't want to give away the ending the real, the so. real <laughs> destiny started with with no 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 the real destiny started with the with king's fall and that's that's where destiny that's kind of like to me that's where okay that that's the basis of what a real raid is and what a storyline is. And they just kind of evolved from that and they've moved forward with wrath. And then they moved to this right here and it's, it's expounded so many characters so that I know like you, you hear Kay's voice, you know who he is right away. Like I hear a core, I know who she is right away. You know what I mean? You know who these people are because most of the time they're mic'd in your ears, but now sometimes they're actually on screen fighting with you or they're, they're live with you while it's happening. To hear uh, Holiday come in and come in with a ship, and you're, she's like, I got crap on my tail right now, dude. I'm trying to give you air support. Get your rear end over here. That's awesome. That is mm-hmm. fantastic because, like, it's really bringing in those mechanics. I don't want to give too much away, but there was a – there. Were, let, can we talk about the Halo-like uh, mm-hmm. scenes in this? I mean – Spoiler, there's a couple. Spo- there's a couple. Spoilers. Uh, we don't want to give too much of the story away, but there's an there's a, a couple of instances where it feels very very Halo like, and it feels like Bungie going right back to their roots. Right, and some of the, and some when of the people's favorite escape, It's it's like it's escape runs. Yes, and I like when I when I did that, yeah, I'm like, like this the is like, I'm like this is like trying to get take a warthog and put it in a little door. I'm like yes, mm-hmm. thank you, Bungie. Yeah, and then you had the the tanks. Yes, and and they hinted at it too because they gave you like a vehicle that looked like a tank early on in the campaign, mm-hmm. and it looked like it had a gun, and then it didn't shoot. And I'm like, ah, oh, it would really be great to have a tank. And then a few missions later, they give you a tank, and it has multiple guns, and you're running around. And that was a great mission, but it also had throwback to Halo missions where you were just in the Scorpion tank the whole time. Oh yeah, and then, or like uh, when you're doing the warthog and trying to run away 
that whole time mm-hmm. as well. Uh, like walls collapsed around you. Halo One, yeah, mm-hmm. where you're just running. That was a that was a fun one. I felt like I was right at the maw again. Yep, getting away from the flood. Mm-hmm. And the one like uh, yeah, the one that Chris was talking about when Holiday comes in and she helps and she shoots into that was awesome. It takes away from being from the sponge bossiness. It, it just changes up the game enough so that you have to think about a different mechanic really quickly. And like so, even some of the some of the mechanics that are in the regular game are setting you up for raid mechanics later on down the road. So it's it's prepping people who have never played this game before or have never been a part of the raid before what mm-hmm. might be coming up in the future. I mean, I, we're not going to talk about the raid, or I mean, we might talk about it in general terms. We're not going to talk about it as as you know any specifics. But at least it gives you an idea of, hey, this is what's going to be to come, and you're going to have to have some conversations with people if you're going to be in groups in order to make that happen. Right. And that's something they've done with all their DLCs, too. They've thrown little mechanics in there, and it's like, this doesn't, like, why is this here? Like, oh, this is probably something we're going to see in the raid. And this is something I might need to do in more complex stuff later. And they, they drop it in there to be something natural. And But uh, kind of switching gears... Uh, how do we feel about the weapon setup now? You have basically two primaries and then one uh, power or heavy now. How are we feeling about that? Is there some skepticism? Are you feeling more comfortable, less comfortable? What are our thoughts? That's all I know. It's <laughs> so, good. At, at first, it threw me for a loop, but as I started learning the mechanics of one is you, you're connect, like we said, it's setting you up for the raid. It's teaching you along the way is... You learn that, you know, if you're running with a couple buddies, don't stack your weapons up all on the, you know, if you, if you have the ability to make sure each of you have a different element Mm -hmm. so that when things happen, you have these enemies that have certain shields, you know, call it out, shoot with the different elements you got. Then, then there's also weapons that stack. It's like, Hey, you use this weapon and then you switch to another weapon and you're going to get a bonus damage. Because they're a pair. Right. I mean, th- there's so much that it, the weapon complexity is, uh, it, it's it's like a game of itself right now. Right. I think the one thing that they they haven't been very clear on is the mods. Uh, I think that's the one aspect of the game that they, they could have explained or maybe but mm-hmm. been a bit more clear on. I don't mind the fact that they've, they switched up the gunplay because it, it, to me it just feels natural. Like, I mean, whatever we have in front of us, we're going to get, we're going to adjust to really quickly. The fact that they're bringing back like Ark and and any and and Void and all of that stuff reminds me so much of Vanilla. It's like, oh sweet, we we get to do this again because like it's like bringing back something that we we were accustomed to earlier on, and then they took away from us, and everybody was all up in arms. Why the hell did you take this away? And we were hoping to get it back again, and then we got like a tiny little glimpse of it in when we had to do like a, a run to get a, a couple of old weapons uh, in Wrath. But this is it's really interesting. I just think that the mod clarification, especially when you're leveling up. Like I had to ask you today, it's it's still yeah. it's uh, it's not very clear. It, at least mm-hmm. to me, it wasn't very clear unless I'm watching a YouTube video, and it should just be very clear to the to Joe Blow off the street, so they know, you know what what they're getting into when you're playing a game, right? Like because that's the end game, right? And Destiny has always been about community, and so they've always pushed all of that stuff to community. They don't they rarely teach you this stuff in game, and it's all about letting the community figure it out. And then going to YouTube and stuff like that and or with friends to figure out what some of this stuff is. Uh, like the same thing with shields. Like, yeah, your a solar shield goes down better with a solar weapon, 
But also, if you watch in-game, if you take down a solar shield with a solar weapon, it will explode and do an area of effect damage to the that, that ad and the ones around it, too. So it's really important to the final shot taking down the shield is the one of that element. So, And that's not mentioned at all in-game, but it's stuff if you're watching or if you find out somewhere else, you learn. And it's all these little knick-knack things that you pick up over time. And like what we're talking about, like Jeff, you haven't experienced it yet, right? So you hit 265 and... If you have a mod on your gun, it, it sometimes it, it pluses you plus five. Well, the plus five then, when you pick up another weapon, still takes you, say, your 265. will keep you at 260 as, as the drops are coming in because it assumes that the mod is a plus five and your base level is 260. So you have to drop that mod so that the what like so that the, oh. so whatever drops is going to start dropping at a level that's consistent with where you're at and keep moving up. And I was confused on that. Like I, it, it still, still, I, I'm still a little leery about when I'm picking stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you basically just check your gear, make sure because the plus five really helps with your damage. So if you need to get uh, yourself five light levels higher, everything with a plus five on it will get you there. Uh, they don't drop often, and uh, they're tough to get. So noticing that and, and upping those will help, but that only helps your attack. Your drops will always scale back to what your base light is. All of those plus fives get removed when it calculates it. And the other biggest thing that they did in this in this game that they only mentioned, I think, like on Twitter once, was that your all of your drops are based off of what your maximum potential light is. I'm calling it light because that's what they called it in D1. It's really power in this game, but I'm gonna continue to call it light. I just need to uh, because it's that's how the lore is. So it will automatically calculate from your vault and on your person what your maximum potential light is and then scale your drops to that. You don't need to max out your character. You can run something that drops you down a little bit just because you like it. Go. That's so, definitely neat. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, I, was, I was seeing, like, you can infuse or whatever it's called mm-hmm. uh, with, with stuff, and it said that your highest light level with that is 330. So I know I know it was three hundred is, is supposed to be the max, but technically is it yeah. is it three thirty? Three hundred was just a theoretical max. Most people were guessing and hearing about um, before the raid even started. People were above three hundred. Um, there's even stuff that people have seen that shows at three fifty. So it, we might even see three fifty before the DLCs out. Uh, maybe when they open up hard raid, they might open up another light tier, which they've done in the past. They've opened up. Uh, more uh more light tiers more power tiers uh, as stuff opens up you can these activities drop stuff that's higher yeah the the way this game is set up um mmo style is to like get you to 265 the game is set to get you to 265 when you go higher than 265 prior to the raid prior to that coming out the stuff that you were doing to get yourself higher was basically cheesing a number system because a lot of the people that were getting to 300 or wherever, like 305 that you were talking about, Cajun, were running two and three characters of the same class in order to do that because they were able to get those luminous ingrams. And then it races across all three characters. So in reality, they didn't want you to get that high. It's just you have if, if it's open to you, you can do it. But that that wasn't the intent. You know what I mean? No. For the new guys who haven't played Destiny, we've done a lot about, oh, they did this, they changed this. What are some of the things y'all are seeing that you like? What are some of the questions you have? Some of the feedback? I can start off by saying that uh, <clears throat> since I didn't play Destiny 1 and I picked up Destiny 2 from Amazon when it showed up and it said internet only and I had no clue it was an open world MMO. 
I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, maybe that's my own fault for I just I never played a Halo game, so Destiny looked like a Halo game for Destiny One, so I didn't really jump into it for that reason. Um, I'm a mm-hmm. COD fan from the beginning, so Halo never really jumping around and shooting never really intrigued me. So I didn't play Destiny One. So when I jumped in, and I saw it was just an, a massive world that was just completely open, and uh, I kind of fell in love with that right away. So. I think most people know that it's an open MMO, but I just had no clue at the time. Yeah. Mind you, he has two uprising uh, clanmates, his brother-in-laws, that <laughs> wear our shirts on a regular basis to holidays and stuff. Yeah. No, but that's fine, though, because, like, not all of it's out there. Because, you know, like, oh, because you think of these games, it's just like this shooter is like this shooter is like this shooter. And a lot of them are, are like that. Or this is an MMO, but this is like this MMO. And it does blend those two worlds together, and it blends it nicely. And it's it's so great. Is uh, like, one of the guys I, I run with, he's a... Uh, all of a sudden, he sees something over here. He's like, "Ooh, a piece of candy! Ooh, another piece of candy!" And that's kind of how like you feel. You're running around and you see something right over here. You're going to do this, but like, I'm gonna go help these guys. Or, oh, that's a lost sector symbol. I bet there's a lost sector here. And you go and you can check and you go find that that lost sector thing and go figure that out. Jeff, did you guys know that the that there are scannable things within the world that your ghost will pop up in your right uh, mm-hmm. in your right hand corner and ping you to let you know that there are scannable things around you so if you go into that mode you'll see them and uh, be able to find them mm-hmm. yep. and it'll look at it too mm-hmm. so I went around and I found this I was jumping around uh, the, last night and I look up and I see like you know you have those those different things on Nessus where they have like the, the Vex uh, kind of like plant life or whatever you can grab I'm sitting there, I'm looking up, and I see this, like, Mountain Dew neon yellow one. And I'm like, how the hell do you get there? I spent, like, 30 minutes jumping and trying to, like, like jump and get close to it and then do my dodge. So I would get just close enough to hopefully hurdle up on it. And I just kept missing. And then my, finally, my last try, I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's just, they're just teasing me. I actually got up there and then it scanned something and I, I don't know what it scanned. It like talks a little bit about, oh, this one was a really hard, the ghost says this one was re- like really hard to get to. And that was <laughs> about it. And I'm like, I, I saved that it. That is like, an Easter egg. That is an Easter egg. That's all that is. Uh, That's awesome. Yep. I, I think I got yeah, that one so too. Like, I had to like, there's a tree behind it. I had to jump off a thing and I bounced off the tree and then uh, got it that way. But I had to land just right to catch a tree branch to get to it. Oh, there's no tree here. There is no tree here. Oh, this is okay. all beneath you. It's floating. It, it, it's it's just nothing but a big void, and you're like got a little tiny ledge, like the vault of glass kind of thing that you're walking around, and then you just happen to see this this neon yellow like thing, and then you have to hop, and then kind of float underneath a ledge, <sighs> and then do another jump. And then you have to have some type of dodge, or if you're a hunter, you got a triple jump, so you can do one more jump. Right, and, get and then over get there. over there. Yep, yep. And then you could also for that one, you can come around the backside, but that's even harder too. Cause you got to come around the backside and then jump around it too, because you got to like do a blind jump to get on the ledge to get that one. But yeah, that's a tough one to get. Right, as far as and, open world's concerned, like the just from vanilla's sake, I mean, this is ten times the size of the vanilla just open area like mm-hmm. the fact that you can just go for miles although it still has 
the infamous bungee like caves where like you see a void cave and you go and you bang your head into it because you can't go any farther and that's the that's the end of it or <laughs> if, you, if you go to the out yeah you go to the outskirts five four three two one you better get your rear end back in bounds otherwise you're gonna get booted so it's 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 just Ooh, it, i've had that happen a couple it's times. a lot of fun like it's it's a lot of fun to try to test areas to see how much farther i can go like will it let me go here will it not let me go here before de- like in original destiny like you know where the bounds are it's like you can only go this far here i'm still testing boundaries i don't know where those are so it's it's fun to find those out what i like is when you get somewhere where you think you're not supposed to be and then you find something to scan and you're like and it's just like yeah Bungie's sitting there going yeah we knew you'd come here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I love about the Lost Sectors. It's like, oh, like Chris was saying, there's lots of caves sometimes that you're not supposed to go into in Bungie games where they put caves in there now that you're supposed to go into and they're hidden little corners and you go and you find those and go to the end. There's a boss there that you kill. He'll give you a chest. I found one last <laughs> night with Big D. I was like, that looks like a garage door that's like quarter way open. It's in the, Z, it's in the, the EZ and it's right off of where the church is at on the left-hand side. So I slide under the door and I'm like, oh, shit, this is a lost sector. And he was like, oh, wait a second. He slides underneath. So we go in, and we clear a boss in, like, two seconds. It must be one of the really easy, like, first ones. But the the purse prize for us was I, I ended up getting a, a, a legendary out of it. So it was well worth going down there just to figure it out. And it's the same place you have to go for Mida. It's that same underneath, the same exact spot that you have to go for the mini tool. It was right there, same exact spot. It's awesome. I, w- I was super excited about that because it was like I just went underneath for the sake of seeing what was there. And then found out that it was a lost mm-hmm. sector. I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah, because previous Destiny, you could go and find some of those places, but there was very rarely rewards there. But then now in a lot of these places, that's where some of the rewards are. And a lot of these cage stashes, I, I, there's some cage stashes on Nessus I haven't found. I was trying to find some yesterday. Like, it's here somewhere. I cannot find where this thing is at. I'm looking everywhere for it. I can't find it. And that's just well-hidden stuff. And it's When it's you there. can't find it, look up. Yeah, I did go. I think the one I'm, I can't find is down. I think there's something under me on that one. When do those open up for you? Do you have to finish the patrols to be able to do the cage stashes? Because I haven't heard anything about them, but I've heard people. You can just talk it. to them at twenty, right? Uh, I think I talked to him at twenty. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, you, you open the, up the patrols. You finish his uh, patrol mission, like the first one, uh, and then you should unlock patrols. And but you have to buy them from him. So those are the treasure maps. So if you go to Cade, he sells treasure maps for a lot of glimmer, and you're going to be maxing okay. them. You have to buy them, and each one you buy is a different box. And last week was the EDZ treasure maps. This week is the Nessus treasure maps. Yeah. Yep. And so it's going to filter through all of them every week. It'll just keep going through. And okay. this one was pretty simple. Like I, All I had to do was do um, uh, public events. Yeah, like, and that's yeah, those are yeah fun. the regular Cade uh, missions. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's yeah, the easiest uh, luminous engram you can get. And I do like that that there is a and, difference uh, between legendary and luminous, uh, giving you that big boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's a luminous? So those, if you if you have any One. milestone that says powerful rewards, or powerful engram. Uh, the reward is what's called a luminous engram. It scales to about four to six uh, light above your current light level. So, it, and it normally gives you two things. So, you'll get two purple drops for when you open that engram, and they're going to be about four to six light above what you are. So, they're, that's how that's the easiest way to level up. 
uh, fast, but the thing is you only get, uh, last week I think you only can get four, this week you might be able to get six or seven of those uh, from what we're looking at. So uh, those, you wanna wait until the end of the week to actually cash them in. If you have one waiting, just hold it, or until you get to 265, because 265 is the reg regular legendary engram cap. Once you hit that cap, then you want to start cashing on your luminous because your only way to get above 265 is luminous engrams and exotic engrams at that point. So wait till you hit the 265 and then cash them in or wait till you hit the end of this week and then cash okay. them in because they're going to expire. At least I think they expire end of the week. I haven't put it to the test, but I would assume they would. Let's talk about the systems real quick because things have changed a lot in Destiny uh, from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. The ability to triple dip while you're on a single mission in order to raise your light level is really nice for somebody that's in the 230, 240 range. Because not only can you go on a patrol, you can do that patrol while you've already posted your flag in the ground that you're waiting for a public event in order to get something. And on top of that, any of the extra loot that you collect, you can also dispose of so that you can go to the gunsmith and, and make sure that you collect off of him too. So you can collect on three separate things on one single run, which before it's like you were grind, 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 grind. Destiny used to be a game where you had to go to the game. Now it's a game that comes to you. So it's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot has changed with Destiny, where uh, they they realized that the people that ran away, it's because the grind was too much for them, and they're trying to make this game more of a social game for everybody to play. So in order to do that, you bring the game to two folks. Right now, uh, how much fun people have been having? Any difficulties with these heroic public events? <laughs> oh god they're fun they're a blast yeah they're fun I, like they're i fun, haven't had i haven't felt like i've been busting my head against a wall or anything uh anytime that i've done them i just run around and shoot things until i jumped in on uh two or on chris yeah. and he didn't know who i was he thought i was just some <laughs> crazy random dude just jumping in and running around and beating crap up and yelling <laughs> <laughs> well what's crazy about public events is it's always a crapshoot you you go to the public event and hope other people are there because if there's not another person there chances you're, you're yeah sometimes. even even high light level it's really difficult in order to get through it by yourself you you really kind of need a second set of fire in order to help you out because most of the most of those public events you're defending a space for a sixty second period of time and you have to hold off enemies so you kind of need a second set of eyes to your left or to your right at some point and so you get there and you either go yes there's five other people here or oh shit I'm by myself all right I got to go to a different public event well you could start it and then you'll be the first one in it and then other people come like I'll start on myself uh -huh. and then I'll just do it as the regular public event. Um, but I won't trip the heroic mm -hmm. unless I know there's other people there because I, I don't think there's hardly any of them I can solo the heroic version of. So I'll just finish it regular and then move on to the next. And that's another reason why fire teaming up to do public events is best because the heroic ones, you get a much greater chance for exotic and legendary engrams. And so they're just a great farming method. They're short time intervals, very active. You can see them on your map, go right to them, fast travel, right to that stuff in game instead of these other spots and scooting all around. That's been some great quality of life improvements and just being able to jump in. But doing that fire team of three really helps out getting there. Uh, and so many people are farming it right now. Fire team up. Yeah, well, because before you had to guesstimate or you had to use a side app to tell you where they were going to occur. Now mm -hmm. it's in game and it's right in front of your face. The other thing is strikes used to be the way that you used to farm. 
well, strikes now take 30 to 40 minutes, depending on what strike you're running, because they just they have so much story involved in them that you're you're just sitting and you're sitting and you're sitting. A faster way is to spend three minutes on mm-hmm. uh, on Nessus, take out one, and then move right on to the next public event. You could knock out three public or four public events in the time period that you were going to take out one strike and be just as far ahead. Right. I'm just trying to get my Rat King right now. That's I've been looking into that, too. <laughs> Well, yeah. you guys need to pair together. <laughs> that gun yeah. sounds so good. I'll, I'll, I, I want to yeah. get the quest. Yeah. It looks. It looks I have you the quest. Do the quest mission. Yeah, I have the quest. It's a yeah. It's, it's on a matter of just starting it. Yeah, just do the quest missions on Titan for that one. So uh, all of the post game okay. action. I haven't even done any quest missions on Titan. I, well, Damien, <laughs> I would play with you, but every time I see you, you are just in orbit. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why? Do you know? You know how many pictures my son has of me in, with? I have the intent of playing a damn game. And then the picture is of me passed out on top of my pigs with my controller on my chest. <laughs> and like he's like, yeah, mom, he's he's on game, but he's not awake. And he sends a picture, and then Gina sends me the picture back. That's, and like I'm just sitting there passed out with the controller. Dad's That's graveyard life. I'm, I work graveyard too. So in the morning, about 7.30, because I get home at 6, hour and a half into Destiny 2 the last couple of days, and I'm passed out on the couch. Uh, well, I mean, that's going to be changing for me here in, in a bit, but I mean, it's, and then, then I'll have uh, every, every other week, six days off. So so everybody's talked about the things that they really enjoyed about the game. What are some, some nitpicks? What are some things where you're, where you say to yourself, Ooh, uh, they said they were going to fix this or they should have fixed this and it didn't happen. I mean, we're not complaining because obviously all of us have spent a ton of time in this game, but what I mean, there's always a thing or two that you, if you could, if wishes were fishes, and Bungie listens to wishes or fishes a lot because they change them in weekly updates. They say no beards, and then they give us like a really manly character that's got a big ass, like perfect beard. Are you talking about K? I'm talking to yes, K. Devram K. I'm like, you give us Jorah Mormont of Destiny, and. Give him a big beard and say, oh, sorry, guys, Guardians can't have beards. Well, it's because he doesn't have his light. That's why he can grow a beard. So I'm going to talk about stuff that Everybody dies clean-shaven, don't you know? Yeah. (laughs) It it was too expensive to try try to move over all the assets. On the commercial, the the guy that says, let's do it for the puppies, that's a scruffy Guardian. Mm -hmm. I I would go for at least being able to be scruffy. Yeah, that's the live action one, too. Now, I'm going to talk about stuff that's actually uh, in-game that you can see besides the cutscenes. Um, so, and I'm gonna keep giving you crap about your beard love in game. The, uh, mine is the snipers. Sniper ammo economy and effectiveness has really done though. And I loved sniping in D1 and you have very limited ammo. And the, the, the main issue I think is that you only get it from yellow bar enemies for the most part. And you, as when you're sniping to kill yellow bar enemies, it takes a, quite a few shots. You get them down, say three or four shots to get them down. Then you have to go over there and get the ammo, which eliminates the whole sniper perch position because of the the ammo economy there. Where previously you could kill some mobs near you, pick up their ammo, and then continue sniping before. Now you have to just do it with yellow bars, and so it makes the sniping part of it a more close quarter sniping game. And that I, I, I don't like, and I actually have not played sniper a lot because every time i would get one that was high i'd play with it for a bit and realizing those discrepancies be out of ammo struggling taking down yellow bars and just go back to something that was a little more effective in that uh in those fights 
I've noticed with this game, it's actually switched me to a very, very close quarters player mm-hmm. because I used to be in the back sniping uh, with a carbine or something uh, and not wanting to get ahead. I'd let somebody else run in, grab all the mobs, and then I would just sit back and just pop them all off from afar. But, and I think it's because of that, because of the power the power ammo, uh I don't have a sniper rifle that really gives me a thought of it being worth a damn, so I just don't even do it. All right. Uh, so I just run around with a sword and a sidearm and a pulse rifle. <laughs> yeah, I <clears throat> on COD, I, I'm a sniper, but I abandoned sniping on this game very quickly. I learned really, really fast that this is not going to get me anywhere quickly at all. Or if I'm just going to sit back here while the hordes are coming at me like you're playing Dead Space and the hordes are just coming at you and you're just... You're just sitting there trying to pick them off. It, it's not happening, right? Oh yeah, thrall, thrall, just like yeah, coming or, all at yeah. you. If you <laughs> get a thrall horde, yeah. that sucks. That I want, I want to com- comment on that is that the animations that the mobs have in this game are so much more feral that it actually adds a sense of fear in this one. The 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 thrall for one. One of, the, I mean, the hive in general, the eyes have like kind of like a glow that seeps out from them. Uh, Jeff, uh, when I was running around Titan for the first time and during the story mission, where uh, the hive is all around you, and you start hearing the witches or the warlocks or whatever they're called, or the oh, the screeches, yeah, the witches yeah. just screeching. Yeah. I was like, nope, that's a whole bunch of nope, <laughs> but I gotta go there. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> yeah, my first first time on Titan, this the bay door opened up, it turned green, opened up, and they just started coming at me. And the first thing I thought of was Dead Space because I love Dead Space, and. And I was like, I was like, oh no, this is way too crazy for this. So I had to jump back and and switch out my switch out my guns real quick, and then that way I can jump in there real quick. For the the way that the way the power weapons are set up, I think all of them are are kind of lowered a little bit. Even the grenade launcher feels like crap to me. I don't even, I don't like grenade launchers at all. Like it's not 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 a gun that I enjoy. But I think a lot of it has to do with PvP and the fact that those guns, that they want this to be more of a team-based shooter. And so they transition whatever is in PvP over to PvE because they have to keep it, it balanced. And that's the reason why your sniper doesn't feel as strong. They don't want people quick sniping people in PvP so that it's not going to be able to be quick sniped or, or feel as powerful while you're in PvE. Now, moving over to the, the subclasses and abilities, what, uh, what abilities, trees, moves... Things that you've liked the most uh, with with particular subclass you're picking or playing with, Jeff. I'm going Arc Strider. I've tried all the other hunters uh, hunter classes, and Arc Strider just feels the best to me, especially because I can use the dodge and reload while I'm running around with my side sidearm and make sure that oh I'm getting overwhelmed and I'm running out of ammo. Okay, I can reload and then just start popping people and punching people and then you just feel like Darth Maul whenever, <laughs> <laughs> whenever you pop that super. Yep. Uh, he, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I can't get behind the golden gun. Uh, it's more because of the melee since I use the melee so much, and then you just start throwing your knife. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done anything with the Night Stalker. Night Stalker. 
Night Stalker yet much, but the super just feels like kind of underpowered that for me, step. so I haven't tried it too much. Yeah, well, it's a the the Night Stalker one. The it's a support one. That's your support class right there. That's the one where you lock down a bunch of ads, you can kill them fast, or you put that bow on a boss and he takes I think it's what thirty five percent more damage mm-hmm. when he's uh when he's tethered. So yeah, that's your support class right there. It's kind of like the the warlock empowering where if you get to do more damage that that one does more damage too yeah when you get into a raid of any sort you're all the, the first words you hear i got a tether <laughs> <laughs> yeah when it's time for boss fights that's what yep. it is yeah i got a tether man the i use sentinel um and i'll tell you why because i started using hammers and they they're not powerful at all in this game the, the hammers are not anything close to what they used to be and they don't do damage quite as heavy um, they take the, the super goes down a lot faster. It feels like it goes down a lot faster, so you can't uh, get as many hammers off. And I'm not really big into jumping and just doing halt smashes on the ground because it, it just doesn't... Once you get caught there and you have to try to b- jump back fast enough, I feel like the super disappears, and then you're, you're caught between a rock and a hard place against whoever it is that you're facing. So the ability to throw the shield, um, to kind of like just use it as a deflector is really helpful. I've been using Sentinel as a Titan, and I really, really enjoy it. I've unlocked all three and, and powered up all three, but it's it's my favorite of, of the groups. Hmm. Nick, what are you rolling right uh, now? I just finally got the, I think it's a 215 sword. And uh, yeah, it's 215. I just picked it up today, actually this morning. And uh, just before we got on, I was playing around with that. And, uh, I think that's my favorite weapon of all time now. You can just cut through anything with that, um, as long as you have the, as long as you have the energy for it. As soon as the energy runs out a little bit, you know it takes it down, but it's still super fun to play with. Yeah. And and in class, uh, what 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 like what class uh, yeah. are you playing? You mean? Striker, Sentinel, Hammers. What's your favorite? Oh, you said Titan earlier. Uh, I'm playing. I'm the I'm the Warlock, and I which I oh the Warlock. Okay. <sighs> Which I really like. Uh, I I didn't nice. know what to pick at the beginning. I just kind of looked at them and I was like, oh, I'll just try this. And uh, but I do want to. I, I want to go back cool. and uh, <laughs> I want to go back and play as the hunter also. I don't yeah. know if any. Yeah, if we pick a guardian and then have like have like regret, it's that's my feeling right now. Having a titan and not being a warlock. I want to be a warlock so bad. I miss the jump. I miss the float. I miss all of it. It's like I, at this point I can't go back, but man, I miss my freaking. So if one. if you pick a different guardian, is the jumping ability different than? Oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. There's there's no float. There's actual. Jump. Oh, I couldn't survive. Yeah, that's. I'm yeah. so glad I'm a warlock. Then I would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, hunters have. Oh, that's jump, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, we're go. I'm following yeah. people now, and because I've never been anything else besides a warlock, and I'm doing the jump, and I'm like, yep, I can make it. No, and I fall short because I don't have the float to go down. I'm like, damn yeah. it. So Warlock has the float. Titans have like a lift, and mm-hmm. uh, Hunters have like a, a, a jump. So you can do a double jump or a triple. I, I did not realize that, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm running. I went back like in Destiny 1. I started out as a Warlock, and then I drifted and became more of a tit- Defender Titan. And then in Destiny 2, I you know, I went back. I'm I'm back as a warlock and uh, maining. Uh, what is the fire? The fire. Dawnblade. 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 I've been maining Dawnblade because the thing is, is Dawnblade feels like the hammer of soul used to yeah, feel. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it, it, it feels really good. But what I like about the Warlock is I in MMOs, I usually would play like a hybrid healer, like a druid or something like that. I like the fact that I can throw up a, uh, a rift and I can heal my teammates. So that's kind of been my thing is like when I've been jumping around, I see people almost dying. I run in there and I throw my rift down. That's got to be a and then deal like, in a raid. Like, that's what it, I was thinking. I'm like, down and like try to help everybody else. It's well, gonna be the second character that I make. It's gonna be a warlock because you get that you get these these moves and stuff. Or the, you know, if they start doing challenge mode and you, your life's ticking down, you're gonna need that ability to heal you back up. They also right. took away the most OP uh, super in the game, which was the self res. Like that thing was stupid. Yeah. Like you you like literally you had every time you ran a raid, you'd have at least one warlock that was Sunsinger so that it could self res. Who, who's got him? Okay, thank God we're all everybody's safe. He's the one who can take the most damage because we know he can go back to life again. Right. Yeah, and for me, I've been running Hunter uh, just only. I haven't leveled up any of the other classes yet, and I gravitated to Dark Strider as well, just because of the offensive ability of it. Normally, Blade Dancer was a little squishy when it came to getting a blade next to a boss. Bosses have their area effect attack. You get a blade dancer in there, and then you can just get smashed. And you can really survive a lot with an arc strider in Destiny 2 next to bosses doing their effect attacks because it just makes you really tanky. And you can do a lot of damage. Uh, the combos are great. But one thing I like the best about the, uh, in the arc strider is the infinite super and dodge combo with uh, how, if you, how you set up your skill tree. And you can set up your skill tree where every time you dodge in your ads, it replenishes your melee. And then every time you kill an ad with your melee, it replenishes your dodge. And so when like all the dogs are around you or all around you, you can just do infinitely, just dodge, punch one to death, dodge, punch one to death. And you can just do that like as many times as you want. And that is some of the most fun I've had in Destiny ever, just doing that. Like I'm surrounded, I got this. Instead of just running away, just I got this and then just flip-flopping around and punching everything willy-nilly. That instantly reminds me of one of the panels when they're talking about, I you know the dodge left, dodge right, missing the golden gun shots. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Uh, anybody got into the nightfall yet? I have not. Try? Not not yet. Okay. Nightfalls. I haven't done any strikes yet either. Okay. It's supposed to go about. tomorrow night on a nightfall, so I'm pretty excited. Okay. So nightfalls are now timed. If you nightfalls previously were just really tough fights where the penalty was, um, if your whole team died. You got sent back to orbit and you had to restart from scratch. Then they did it where your whole team died. You just moved back to the checkpoint. And, but you could take a really long time burning down these bosses and there was just tough fights. Well, now they're still tough fights, but they're timed. But you can add time through different things. Last week, uh, it was killing ads. Every time you killed an ad, you got time added to it. Um, different power of ads, different tiers of ads got you more time. Uh, this one is you have to jump through rings that appear in I think four different encounters, three or four different encounters during the strike. And so every time you jump through a ring, you get 30 seconds added to it. But you also, once those rings spawn, they will then despawn a certain amount of time from when they spawn. So when you get into that area, you need to be, team needs to be ready to clear as I could kill you and jump through as many rings as you can to add time. Because if you don't jump through any, you're not gonna have enough to finish it. So it's this balance of killing ads, uh, bypassing some stuff to jump through these rings and then getting to the next level. So it's a it's a much more team based uh, fight and it's much more of a, a rush. But if you run out of time, you're done, Jeff. 
How how big of a team that can you have with uh, Nightfall? Is it just three? Three. It's the same as a regular so, strike. It's just a higher tier strike. It has modifiers on it. Okay, so does that mean, like, say with rings, you have one person focusing on rings, uh, possibly, and then the other two clearing ads while they can just run around somebody with a lightweight weapon that they can just hustle around I would say and jump through the rings the whole time? I would say because there's so many rings whenever you enter a room that has them, I would say one person, like everybody kind of shoots the front ads as you're going towards the rings, and then two people do rings and the other one clears ads um, because there's, there's so many of them. Okay. You, well, you want to be able to get them all. Um, you want a Pokemon, you got to collect them all because you got to get that time at the end. And so this week's Nightfall uh, is a lot easier to do the Rat King Nightfall quest because part the last part of the Rat King, the gun you were talking about, is to complete a Nightfall with five minutes remaining. So uh, this one, being able to add a ton of time to it, has a high potential of clearing it with five minutes to go, but you got to hit all the rings. And if you get to the boss and with a second left, then you jump out. We talked about the the story mode, and how do people feel about the end boss? How how do how do you feel about the final mission against Saul? I know spoilers. <laughs> Saul. Yeah, oh yeah, Saul. I know. Gary. I know. I, oh, Better I know who Gull. he is. <laughs> I, yeah, I I call him Saul. I don't call him. I don't call him Gaul. I could call him. I call, call him Vader without the mask. We could call it Return of the Jedi Vader because that's basically what it like. It's can't. Yeah. It, it's, it's Bane. 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 I, I yeah. saw the I saw a meme mm-hmm. with Darth Vader like dying and he had the face on and it was actually Gaul. So like I, I it, but in any case, how do you feel about the fact? I mean that his his final moves I think were are are awesome. Like I think the fact that he calls mm-hmm. upon all the Sentinel and the 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 arc strider and also um what's the the warlock the the blade stormcaller so storm, uh, uh, the stormcaller oh. yeah yeah so he calls upon all of those which i think is really really cool because he shouts out and I'm, he's like i am legend and i'm like no you're not mother effer and like <laughs> like i'm ready to go like but did did anybody else hide under like i hid underneath the, the area and just started shooting at his feet <laughs> oh no i was all, all up in his face with supers because I found those. Uh, those I tanks. think this is. A... Yeah. I think that's just our, our Arc Striders talking right there because I was all up in his face too. I'm sorry. I was hiding underneath bridges and looking up. I'm like, I'm like, I, I've done this and I, I know how to do this. I know how to take on this fight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna shoot. It doesn't matter if I hit him in the head. I'm gonna shoot him in his foot. Yep. Eventually yep. he's gonna die. <laughs> I used the. Oh, no. I used the whole area. The whole area I was down, yeah. I was up, I was over, I was jumping, I was, yeah, I was going in circles, I was going underneath, yeah. I was hopping around, and my kid was screaming out, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, and I was like, shush, 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 I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I felt like, you, you were talking about bullet sponges yep. earlier, and I felt like he was just a bullet sponge when I fought him, because it, it, I didn't really feel like his power, I just thought that he kind of floated around and i shot him and then he died right because i didn't feel like he was very deadly if i was standing still but i was moving so much like the only time i stood still was when i found one of those light vents oh yeah i'd stand on it and i would recharge my super just to go back and attack him again that was the only time i was standing still and i was my eyes would be on him if he started shooting at me i would go elsewhere but yeah that was the only time uh but it was definitely a tough and fun fight but um, didn't feel like he was as deadly as uh, he could have been, and also could have been 
uh, I actually finished it with uh, Fouts and his wife. So we were we were we were we were three manning and doing some work on them. So it was not a problem for us. But yeah, I just wanted to be a little tougher. Listen, Jeff, you go to Destiny Prison. He's going to show you his power. Yeah. Well, he's really goopy. I can tell his power. I th- I thought the final scenes with Gaul and the the Traveler and like it was very confusing. I didn't even know the Traveler was like that his number two took out the traveler for a second like there was a cutaway scene and then travelers on the ground and and gall gall was having like the speaker gall was having like conversations so the speaker yeah, speaker pardon yeah, me speaker, speaker was speaker, on the ground speaker yeah. pardon yeah. me speaker yeah. i apologize i apologize speaker was on the ground and like so i was very like i was very confused on the whole storyline it didn't feel like it was very fleshed out at all that end he was always in one room and so if he wanted the traveler to see him, I how was that going to happen in one room? Like, I there's got to be a fight or a battle or something. Like, I, I wish there was a cutaway scene to that. Yeah, I was I was definitely confused of why during the whole campaign he was in one room the whole time and he was obsessed with this traveler. I didn't play Destiny 1. And uh, I, I figured Speaker was a bigger character in Destiny 1. But I did love Speaker in Destiny 2. I like how he was stringing him along the whole time in that room. I did right. enjoy that. Yeah. Speaker in Destiny 1 was a guy who kind of ran the tower. He he didn't have much reward stuff for you. He didn't interact with him much. He was just the the guy. Uh, he was the guy who kind of he was wait, communicated with the Traveler. He was the one who spoke for the Traveler. Um, whether he actually can or cannot is a big debate in the lore. Um, there's lots of theories about uh, his origins and his realities. So, well, and who he is and all that stuff. He's he's yeah, a big I mystery. Mean, if he's, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of the what I was going to say is that there's a lot of theories on that if he was a villain or not, and and so th- that's I mean this just kind of opens up because we just we don't even know if he's dead. Like we assume he's mm-hmm. dead. But we don't know. Right. That's where I was gonna go. I was like, if we're if we're walking into this uh, spoiler territory, is he dead? <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's something we we don't know because we don't see him anymore. And I'm gonna assuming no because I think he they know he plays such a big part in the lore. And I think if they're gonna go with him being bad, then this would be the uh, the fake uh, yeah. the fake out before going that route. But there have been many speakers, so there could be another one. Well, how I see this is Game of Thrones has taught me one thing. Unless I see it, I see the dead body for sure on camera. They're not dead. Sometimes, <laughs> even when you see that, that's not the truth, too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, once, once. twice. I like Gaul. I like Gaul as a character, though. I thought that he stood on principle, like he, like the other guy was just like, just take, take it. And he was like, no, I want, I want to earn it. Like I want him to see me in order for me to get it. I'm not just gonna go take it. Yeah, that's that's what I was mm-hmm. obs- what I was confused about. He was so obsessed with this traveler, and during the campaign, I'm like, what is, what is this traveler? Who who is this? Uh, I I can't confirm yeah. though. His number two is dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that was the thing of, uh, for me. Uh, I was confused about the twist. With the twist, when Gaul all of a sudden's like. Look, this light is something I want, and I want the traveler to choose me instead of using it like his second hand. It seemed like he would just he led the entire Red Legion on this fool's errand uh, that was just for himself. And um, if and anybody else who wanted to be involved, I guess could come along. But when his when his second said that's not what I want for this, then it's, he basically 
turned and said, it's just going to be me. And if, it, if the traveler's not going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. Um, so a little more off topic, except it's still about the cabal. Does anybody else think that they look like just big mutated naked mole rats? They look like guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They remind Did, me like, of the, no, they've always reminded me of the, the aliens off of the fifth element that in the very beginning, mm-hmm. that's always what they reminded me of. Hmm. And Destiny is known for uh, taking stuff out of pop culture. Smushed face, naked mole rat. Yeah. yeah. But the, but the thing <laughs> is, is that anybody else noticed that you know in the beginning, the first one, just like the uh, Ungoy uh, from Halo, they had to wear respirators to breathe, and that's why when you shoot in the head, it would pop off, and you'd see all this foam. But in this one, they're not always wearing respirators. Like some of them are walking around. Granted, yes, they're on a ship, so maybe the atmosphere is different. But even out and about, you'll see some of them have helmets, but then they are, you can see their teeth. That doesn't play. That doesn't into fit the lore, lore of the. Yeah, that doesn't fit with the lore of, the, of their breathability. That's a good. That's a catch. I never caught that at all. Yeah, because there's so many times you shoot respirators off of them in Destiny One all day long. Yeah, that's true. I had a question, and if you're curious, what? I'm sorry, because uh, oh, I'm I'm new at this uh, of this game. Is is all the planets in its own galaxy? I mean, are we on our own solar system here? We are. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the all of those are moons. So it's That's Titan's a moon, Io's a moon, and Nessus is a moon, and they're moons of Jupiter and Saturn. So okay. that's those are all okay. colonized moons of Jupiter and Saturn. That's where we're at right now. That Besides the been, EDZ, yeah. that actually would have been really nice for new destiny players to have kind of like do you know what uh like um what mass effect did where it was a hey this is where we've been and give you like a five minute brief let's catch you up to speed this is who we are this is the guardian is this is what the traveler is that would have been nice for for new guardians like we could have skipped scene cut that if you don't need it you've already been part of it you don't need to know any of that information but you haven't this is what brings you up to speed on everything that's going on. Yeah, like this is because season com- two. It's just something that says, I'm new to blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm new or I'm a veteran or something. Yeah, whatever the price of Destiny's Complete Edition is, that's why they didn't do it. Yep. It's people like, why don't I know why it's here? It's like, well, we didn't tell you because you can spend whatever it is and get Destiny 1 and figure it all out yourself. And that, that could have been the little hook we had right there of why they don't explain it. It's also the reason why they have to continue. I've, I've seen a lot of complaints about the reused assets and all the planets. I, I was one of the people that was like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like they didn't change a, a thing, not even your character. There's not even an addition to change your character that's any different from vanilla to now. But at the same token, it's kind of like Halo. If you change a planet, it affects the universe. It'd be like going into Star Wars and saying, okay, all of a sudden, you know, Hoth is no longer Hoth. It's now Hot." You know, it can't be that way. It has to be the same planet. It has to kind of look the same because all the same people are inhabiting it. That's kind of that's that's the reason being. They're adding a few new characters, but they can't really change a whole lot. They have to keep things very similar, or it's going to totally affect other things. I mean, you'll see some of the reused assets like Io looking similar to other planets that were previously in in Destiny, but it's because it's a it's a necessity. They have to kind of look similar to a planet that. Thing, certain things would inhabit right and it's a traveler that's terraforming it so the you get some of the similar terraforming and then whenever 
the Askaman, whenever the Vex come in, they're going to uh, form up the planet the way the Vex do in their very cubic structure. So final thoughts? Well, actually, I was going to say, uh, out of the, the newly added characters and stuff like that, what's your guys' favorite character that's been added to the story? I already said mine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which yeah, it feels I don't like. know which one was from Destiny 1, but... Uh, well, then you get any yeah, of them. You can I, pick any because they're all... I really liked Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hawthorne is great, too. She's a close second. Her and Kay's reaction, yeah. or interactions oh my God. were great. Are you one of my hunters? <laughs> no, I don't like capes. Oh, nice poncho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great. The colonel. They really yeah, let, the colonel they let Fillion yeah. go a little wild. It, I'm sure there's stuff that was on the cutting floor that like didn't even make the game because a lot of his lines were, were just really good. They were really good. Nathan Fillion's? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I like Failsafe, but I want to, uh, Asher, Asher is just, uh, his, his dislike for Zavala and, and his authority, it, it's just all palpable in his character and his tone. And, uh, he doesn't need to say many words for it to come out because you can just tell this, how he said stuff His just dislike for Zavala's authority. And, uh, I like that a lot in that character. It's subtle stuff there. Yeah. How many? My, how my many favorite's, names does my favorite's different. Okay, always talking about tea and all that stuff, and I'm just like, and, and I like some other aspects of the fact of the, of the character that they've that's been popping up all over social media lately. Uh, just be, but I'm not going to mention because it, it doesn't need to be mentioned. Okay, it's just who he is. No, I I think Hawthorne is a great character. I think it speaks to the everyman. You know what I mean? She she doesn't have any of the guardian powers but she can still be a guardian without it so it's a it's a great quality to have and then it was really nice at the end hearing him say to her you know good you know good luck guardian and it was kind of that moment it was refreshing honestly i didn't think he was going to do it and then he did it and it was it was really nice to hear and that end sequence that's the thing the end sequence going up up to the final boss was awesome like the tension was there the music was loud it was like it. It really led you in, and then you get to the final fight. And you're like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, <sighs> but I, I, as a as a whole, I thought I thought it was really well done and written. I just want to say I think Hawthorne showed herself. That's why he said, you know, you are a guardian. You know, she proved herself to him that she wasn't there for any of her own, um, uh, you know, her gains or anything. She was there just to help and save. You know their their you know their life their planet i think and is anybody in the same kind of thought process as i am that hawthorne might be because they hinted at her being a guardian she might get the light and become uh the next start of or part of the vanguard of a new subclass or a new class you are onto something. I bet you. I'm just gonna throw this out there now. I think Hawthorne, because in the they, they, you find out that Cade used to be human, um, and so the Exos are humans that were transported or transferred into a robotic body. I bet you Hawthorne is a stranger. I think Hawthorne's just force sensitive. Hawthorne, Hawthorne's ha- <laughs> Hawthorne is. I'm I'm calling it. I think Hawthorne just... is the stranger in the future. 
the future, and that's that's what because she kind of had a poncho kind of thing. That would too. make her light <laughs> light sensitive. <laughs> yeah, and the stranger doesn't have a ghost. This is true. Yeah. Um, let's see. We of all the characters we picked, nobody picked Sloane. Probably the least memorable of the uh, the new additions. Uh, the vendor on, the vendor yeah. on Titan. She's yeah. like, yeah, she's there. That's <laughs> because she's. That's because she needs to go back to Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Big shoulders. I'm like. I'm like. Okay. You you're, you're need to go back to Blizzard. All right. So is that it? Everybody have any last things written down in your head? Thoughts and comments about the game you want to make before we sign her off? I legitimately did not think that I was going to like this game. I I thought that everybody I, I've been surrounded on both sides the nerdentials and geekologists you guys have all been talking about destiny it's been in stereo for me and <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to like this but I I tried it and it sucked me in and you yeah went, you're you your first <laughs> oh yeah. he's bent the knee <laughs> yes, uh, you are the Danny to my John. Ooh. Oh, he bent the knee. Uh, I love it. If if only y- y'all listening could see how much he looks like John Snow bending a knee. <laughs> I think he just called us his bitch. <laughs> oh snap! Oh man. So uh, yeah, definitely. After you get your first nightfall, and especially your first oh, my knee is bent. Holy crap! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Showing a little skin. It's definitely Game of Thrones. All right. So let's take let's take us into the completion mode right here. Sounds like we all liked the game. We said what we did like, the very, very few things we didn't. Uh, let's sign off and tell everybody where we can find ourselves. Chris, where can we find you? You can find me at Two Wolves, T-W-O-W-O-L-V-Z-Z on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me at. All right, Damien, where can we find you at? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damien Nash. Uh, find my writings all over different places. Uh, some more stuff that's going to be coming up on Geekologist Radio, stuff on Rectify Gaming. Um, and, uh, yeah, just fingers and toes everywhere. Jeff, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at the Jeff Berry. That is T-H-E-G-E-L-F-F-B-A-R-R-Y. You can find my dulcet tones on the Nerdentials podcast as well. And you can also find me here. Um, Paul and I, I keep saying this and I'm going <laughs> to, but we're bringing stuff and it's going to be here. I promise you. <laughs> Derek, where can people find you? I'll be quick in case my audio is lagging again. Caucasian Saint, all one word on Twitter and Uprising Family Gaming and in Destiny 2. Nick, please tell me you have a Twitter account. I do. I'm at Nick and PDX on Twitter. And you can scream at me and yell at me for the background noise of my two-year-old from the audience. I apologize about that, guys. Oh, that's fine. It, we have you know how many times editor. we've had like dogs and stuff like that come rushing yeah, in behind me? No, I understand, Damien. but this is my first time on, which I appreciate, guys. Oh, no. Yeah. There's at least one person that walks back behind Damien an episode, <laughs> at least. Yeah, and it distracts him to no well, end. Well, if they're, like, if they're quiet, cannot keep fine. talking if somebody walks up behind him. His head turns and he's gone. He's done for five minutes. you got to keep moving uh, That's like yeah. You can or hear I, it. Or I lean you back and I fall out. hear it in the audio where he's just like, uh... <laughs> You can hear his attention. His attention just leaving the room. 
All right. Uh, for Geekologist Radio, we appreciate you listening to our Destiny podcast. Uh, and I guess we are out. <laughs> <laughs>